It's tea time. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Um, welcome to our new podcast called Tuesday Tea Time with SGA. I am Avery Howard, your Executive Vice President of Student Government. And I'm Justin Shaughnessy, your President of Student Government Association. And our first official exciting guest for our first episode of Tuesday Tea Time is Dr. Eddie Howard, the Vice President of Student Affairs. Hello, Dr. Hey, Howard. Thanks. Hello. Thanks, guys, for having me. I'm, I'm excited to, to, to be one, your first guest, and I'm also excited to see if there's some information I can help provide the students. Awesome. So our very first question for you um, is kind of like an icebreaker question. We're, we plan to ask every one of our hosts kind of an icebreaker and question. And I didn't, I didn't approve of this question. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, essentially, so if you are um, trapped on a deserted island and you only okay. had five movies you could bring to this deserted island, oh, what would wow. those movies be? Wow. Five movies, huh? Yes. Okay. One would have to be... You know, I could probably do the whole Rocky series, but that probably would, I probably get, you know, I probably would need some diversity. So I'm going to say out of my Rocky kind of trilogy, I probably would pick Rocky 2 that I would watch. Okay. The other movie I would watch would probably be The Shawshank Redemption. Um, then I probably would, this is probably a crazy one, but The Notebook, I think Notebook. that's, I, I would probably want to see that one. Um. The color purple. Is that four or three? Yeah, you're at four right four. now. Okay. And then the last one. Let me see. I don't know if I have a, the last one. You know, it's probably crazy, but I probably want to see the new edition. They got this new edition movie with all of the, that or the NWA one. So one of those two I probably would bring just because there's a lot of things. Now, for some of you who don't know, Dr. Eddie Howard is obviously my father, because I'm Avery Howard, um, and I never hear you talk about The Notebook. <laughs> <laughs> I like The Notebook. I do. I like, I oh. just have a, it's, it's the only girl movie I watch with your mom. <laughs> Dad, it's not PC to say girl movie. You're probably right. I can't say girl movie anymore. Um, for, for the record, I would bring five copies of Goodwill Hunting. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Goodwill Hunting is a good one, too. Well, I don't know where we're watching this movie on the desert. I, I can't believe I probably, you know, one of the movies I probably should have said was Ray, because I really do like Ray. So <laughs> I probably could watch that one over and over again. Well, Justin, are you satisfied with the question? I am. Okay. <laughs> I am. Great. Uh, so moving into some kind of the, you know, more, I guess, serious topics around everyone's mind is like, what is happening? So what is happening with current, you know, fall semester right now in spring 2020? I mean, fall 2020 and then what do you think will happen you know come spring 2021 in the sense of how campus look like you know um so if you could talk on that for a second well i think one of the things that i can probably say is unfortunately it's going to be very similar to what we the modalities of course instruction that we've had for fall will carry over the spring um, I'm hopeful. Um, I think the entire administration is hopeful that we, um, that the vaccine and our numbers will come down and people will comply with masks and, and really that the federal government will take a, a stronger stance on what's going to happen um, in the spring, that we, that we hope by sometime later in spring that our cases will reduce, our hospitalizations will reduce, 
um, and then we can start to get back to some sense of normalcy. But we're also fully prepared to continue the operation that we've had uh, with most of our courses or a good number of our courses remote, um, and then as well as some courses that are hybrid with finally with courses that have to meet face-to-face. Obviously, there are some courses where uh, there are certain things where students have to do clinical rotations, students have to do student teaching, uh, there, there has to be people in the labs. And so we need to work around to make those particular things happen, um, and those will continue. So even when you hear a university talk about going remote, even they think going fully remote, that's not 100% true because there are a lot of, of other things that happen outside of uh, normal class instruction where uh, people have to have some type of interaction face-to-face in order to be able to, to comply with uh, a variety of things that relates to our accreditation. And so we have to make sure that uh, we have some um, lab time, some clinical time, some making sure people are doing internships and practicums as well. Um, so for the fall semester, though, as, as you know, we've, we've tried to continue uh, to um, try to provide as, as much information as we can, um, as much, uh, you know, this past week we did testing. Uh, we tested over 700, I think 738 people went through our testing this past week. Uh, we have another round of testing set for December the 8th. And our hope with the first testing that was done on the 18th was to really, the, the governor as well as the chancellor really pushed us to to um, educate students on, on this campaign called Know Before You Go. And so we wanted to test students so they would know their status um, before they left for the holidays so they wouldn't spread the disease when they left. The other thing that you'll see uh, as a major change in the spring is that we are also going to require all of our resident students, those who live in traditional residence halls, to prove that they have negative a negative test before they're allowed to move back in. And then we're also going to be testing students on site, um, and we have a we have CDS set up to help us do that. Um, and so those are really some of the things we've been working on um, to prepare for spring, um, as well as to get us through the spring sem- get us through. Uh, the end of the fall semester. That's great. And I really thought that, like, you know, having testing done on campus is really beneficial um, because I think that was the most I've seen anyone at a testing site, especially, you know, around students. I think it was just more accessible. So great job on that yeah, part. Yeah, but we, we were not thinking. We had thought maybe we would have 100 and, you know, 130 people at the most. And when people start lining up at noon and they they really ran from noon all the way to 7 o'clock and, and – out of all of those cases, out of, out of 738 people, um, those people, and let, let me be, let me try to be correct in my, in, in my uh, explanation of this. You know, we used um, the antigen test, which was not a PCR. You, I, you know, you get into all the acronyms of what those different tests are. But that particular test, really that first level test, is meant to be used on people um, that are, uh, not symptomatic to see if they have the disease. And then what happens is if you get a positive, then it requires you to take a secondary test to confirm. And so that test, when I say people tested, and we you know, had a certain number of people that actually showed positive, it's not that they had it, it's just the test indicated they needed more testing. And so we had about, I think, 15 people out of 730 people, uh, 38 people that came through that actually showed that they need that follow-up test. So I think that's outstanding. 
in regards to the number of people we tested, the number of people that showed. So um, that's a really good uh, piece of information for people to know and understand. I think there's going to be a press release coming out about that pretty soon as well. That was a great explanation. It was like, apparently the doctor for Dr. Hart doesn't just stand for PhD. Apparently you got an MD too. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> all right. I see you. <laughs> now, it, it's all about me listening to people in the healthcare. I take good notes. So uh-huh. don't, yeah, don't cut me if you're sick. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, kind of going off of uh, that conversation of um, different changes and, and different things we have to make with um, – a global pandemic. Uh, one of the, the things that um, we know administration has been looking at is um, spring break. And so um, I know there were some alterations, um, you know, students and student government were, were helping you with. Um, and so I, I'm curious um, if you have any comments about that or if you'd like to explain that for yeah. us. Yeah. So, so what we've been thinking, um, to be t- truly honest and authentic with you, is that, you know, our goal is that um, you know, when people have a long spring break, um, the, the, what happens a lot of times is people take advantage of that, that time off and they go off. You know, they go to, you know, spring break and they'll, they'll go to Cancun or they'll go to Florida or whatever, and it really creates the opportunity for travel. Um, and so what we were thinking was we, we really want to discourage a lot of what I consider to be travel like that, where people have a full week off to, to go and then what happens is it brings things back. So a lot of institutions, and it's funny that I went through kind of a, a real quick analysis of the other uh, 13 publics in Ohio. I emailed all of my counterparts and asked them about their spring break and what were their plans. And just about every one of them from Ohio State to Toledo to uh, Wright State, uh, uh, Bowling Green, all of them came back. A lot of them are changing uh, their spring break. Some people have eliminated spring break altogether, and they've created these many pockets of breaks times throughout the term. Um, and a lot of them are doing that. Some people are delaying the start, and and um, and then they're going into a, 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 a kind of an alternate schedule after they have uh, started a little bit later in the term. Other people have looked at their schedule. They give the students spring break, and then after spring break, they go remote so that students are not coming back to campus. Um, so our recommendation was that we come up with these little breaks in the term. Um, my supporting that, that particular thought process was because I really do feel like when the weather truly turns in February and, and January and February, you know, it gets gray, it, it's colder outside, there's not a lot to do, people are inside more. And then I, I get concerned about students' mental health and the cabin fever that, that happens uh, in the spring semester. And then what we want to do is give people a mental break of sorts so that you're not, you know, you're on a WebEx and then you're trying to study and then you're interact. Everything is virtual and people get virtual fatigue pretty quickly. And we thought if we gave students a break sometime in the middle of the week, sometime in the end of the week, that that would help break up, break up some of that fatigue. So... I'm in support of I'm in support of these many breaks throughout the semester. Uh, I think the president's in support of that as well, and we really wanted to get feedback from Student Government Association before we pull the trigger and made a final decision. Um, and you know, take whatever recommendations that might come from students about what's the best approach to take. So that was our proposal that we submitted out to you guys, and we're just looking for your feedback. And I hope I can get that 
you know, fairly quickly so we can uh, announce what we're going to do. So, because so, I'm pretty sure students are wanting to know exactly what's going to happen uh, in regards to the change in that break. Right. And we um we sent that out yesterday. Um, we got a lot of feedback. Oh, a lot of feedback. A lot of feedback. So um, it's okay. a good feedback. Okay. So right. And so rather than even interpreting it all, I'm just gonna forward it all to you. But um, overall, okay. I think a lot of students on student government obviously understand. Um, you know, things need to change. Yeah. So they're, they're I think that, yeah. Supporting. I think they're in agreement of like maybe spring break is not traditionally the way it's done. Um, but breaking it up makes more sense. And they also agree that if some of you want to travel on that full four weekend break they're going to give you, it's going to be very upsetting for everyone because we have to be fully back online. So let's not travel, okay? Everyone listen? <laughs> cool. Is, everyone listen? is this thing on? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah. We're at, so, we're at 13 minutes yeah. now, um, and we want to make sure to, to stick to the 15-minute rule. Right, and also um, we want to give okay. you some time. To, to give your farewell speech um, that the world has been waiting yeah. for, honestly. Yeah, big news and student experience. I have. <laughs> the world's been waiting oh, for honestly, your father to leave. I've, Is that what you're saying? No, the world has been waiting for him to say something about it. <laughs> oh, because okay. the amount of questions oh, I get on a daily. <laughs> yeah, the amount of questions I get on a daily of, I heard your father was going. Where, where is, is he going? Is he leaving? And I'm like, oh, do, is this a secret? Does nobody know? <laughs> so... <laughs> So uh, I guess, yeah, if you have a, I guess, a final message to give to YSU and kind of some updates on your life, where you're going, I think they'll really appreciate it. Okay. Well, um, as you know, I have, I will be leaving, um, and my official last day on the books, I think, will be like January 1 or 2nd or something like that. But um, I will probably uh, not be on campus after the 18th, um, but I'll still be. Uh, kind of working remotely. I've asked two of my executive directors to take on a um, associate vice president role. Um, Elaine Roos and Joy Beyer uh, are going to lead the division for me um, and, until a, uh, a vice president student affairs can be hired. I mean, I think, and to create, you know, my stump speech is try to create the best experience for students that's humanly possible. And I've been, you know, trying to do that as much as I can since I've been here when I came in 2015. So, um, but my, my journey has, has led me to uh, uh, Northern Kentucky University where I will serve as Vice President of Student Affairs there. Um, and um, it's an opportunity that I, that I couldn't pass up. It, it's something that kind of uh, came across my desk once and then I looked at it and it came across my desk twice. And then the third time it came across my desk, um, the, the folks were pretty, I won't say aggressive, but pretty excited about the opportunity that uh, of some skills I had that I think match with, with what they were looking for. And it just kind of worked out. I think it will be a, uh, it's going to be a good move for me. I think it'll be also a good personal move for my family as well. So that's, that's why I decided to, to take the move. So, um, but I, I can't say enough about our penguin nation here and, and the support I've had. And, you know, I didn't realize, exactly how much people cared about the, the things that we've done in the division of student experience and, and the leadership I provided until I announced I was leaving. So uh, I just would say publicly, thank you for all of the emails and the comments and the, the notes I've gotten um, and, uh, and the text messages I've received from a variety of people who've just, you know, I, I really, I really feel great about, you know, when people appreciate, 
the work that you've done, it really makes you feel special. And so I can't walk away from Youngstown State University not feeling special because everybody have been, has, has been so great and let me know exactly how much they appreciate the work that I've done since I've been here. So thank you. And, and that's been everybody, students, faculty, staff. I mean, everybody has, has been really great to let me know how much they appreciate the things that we've done. So, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, I guess that's, if that's my farewell speech, I guess that would be it. Hopefully it, 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 it matched up or, or <laughs> to what you were looking for. Yeah. I don't know if not, but yeah. I, I did the best I could. You mean, yeah, you got Justin crying over here. He's, <laughs> no, but for real, um, on behalf of student government, I've been in student government now for, this is, I believe, my fourth year in student government. And, um, you know, I, I've never met a more student-centered uh, administrator. So thank you so much for um, everything you've done for student government. And uh, I'll find your email for whatever institu- what the institution you're going to, and I will email you. So be on the lookout <laughs> for that. Um but I will. I will. I heard you're going into student affairs. That, that's, that's correct. Know, that's correct. Okay. Okay. All right. So I, I have, I have, I have, I have birthed a lot of former student government officers into the field. So uh, if, let me know. Let me know if there's something I can do to help. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dr. Howard. Um, that, Thank you. That concludes our uh, show today. Concludes. Um, concludes. It concludes our show. I don't, we didn't work on transitions. So yeah, um, that, that end, the end. Okay. Um, but um, all in all, thank you so much for coming. Um, I know a lot of um, students are going to be interested in hearing uh, a lot of the stuff you spoke about today. Um, so thank you so much. And um, I hope you have a, a great weekend. Um, coming Thank up because today is Tuesday because <laughs> Tuesday tea time. But anyways, these are not pre-recorded. Um, <laughs> all in all, thank you so much for coming. I know uh, Avery. Do you have anything to say? Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you did a great job. You know, you did a great job raising me. So I know you would do a great job at MKU. Um, but here's a here's a little cheer for my live studio audience. Of nobody. <laughs> Justin doesn't know how to work the buttons. Okay, we'll just end the show. Thank you, Dr. Howard. One more time. Thank you. All right, you guys have a great day.